The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Chat of the Week. It's Thursday 26th of October and it's my pleasure to introduce you to Thomas Banks. Hi Lorenzo, thank you for having me. Tom, uh, In the past three years or so, markets have been uh, faced with a lot of challenges, a recovery from a pandemic, um, other external shocks uh, resulting from the conflict in Ukraine, mistakes made by central banks and uh, an unprecedented rate hike cycle that is still very much uh, at restricted levels today. But some markets have been more exposed than others. Uh, Emerging markets in particular have been hit quite badly Um, also because of spillovers from the difficulties in China. Um, India, however, uh, a country who only this year overtook China actually as the most populated country in the world, um, has remained remarkably resilient. um, And the Indian equities um, indices have gained about 50% in the past three years, uh, outperforming emerging markets by a huge uh, 60% total return and also beating US markets. So Tom, you know, what happened there? What are the reasons for India's outperformance? Well, India has undergone some pretty significant shifts in the past decade, underpinned by, I'd say, a combination of trends and then also some, some key policy changes. So as you mentioned, India overtook China in terms of population earlier this year making it the most populated country in the world. And this means they just they have a huge consumer base driving demand. So are more resilient to external downturns, such as what we've seen in, in China, which then had widespread implications on, on the rest of the emerging market in, in Asia. And then secondly, the, the shift in policy away, which has been previously more focused on redistribution in the economy and now is instead on creating an attractive environment for foreign investment and boosting their export space, particularly in manufacturing. And this has attracted industry giants, including the likes of Google and Apple, who have set up bases in India. I don't think we can give all the credit to India, as much of the inflows into the country has been a result of China's own doing. Not only investors, but corporations have been looking to diversify their supply chains away from, from China and find another space to allocate capital within know, the emerging markets universe. So all these factors have caused a lot of foreign investment into the country and basically economic expansion. Um, The latest IMF forecasts predict India to grow an average of 6.3% until 2028, which would make it the fastest growing country globally. Wow, okay. And are there any headwinds that India is dealing with? Yeah, so India are still very much an emerging market and like many emerging markets are still dealing with um, a range of structural headwinds, including low literacy rates with the quality of the labor force and also huge wealth gaps where income incomes are not being fairly distributed within the economy. And this is also the case in the stock market where breadth of earnings are fairly narrowed down to quite a small subset of the market. In 2022, 80% of profits were actually generated by only 20 20 companies. Um, and as a lot of people know, there are also various sustainability issues uh, which investors should co- consider, such as poor environmental infrastructure, raising concerns about CO2 emissions, and also corporate corruption in some cases. But 
as the country develops over the next decade, many of these issues will hopefully be addressed. And I guess what can give investors more confidence is that many of the major uh, leaders of the democratic world have been have been quick to form closer relations with India, including Biden, Macron and Sunak, which is a fairly significant vote of confidence. OK, so, well, investors that have bought into China, uh, sorry, India, obviously, uh, in the last decade or so, you know, they've done pretty well. Um, is there a danger now that that ship has sailed for anyone else wanting to invest now? Uh, is the optimistic growth story now about priced into the market? Yes, it's, it's definitely something to consider. Uh, just because India are forecasted in a high growth rate doesn't mean that automatically translates into higher stock market returns as well. Um, so if we're looking at valuation metrics, India's benchmark stock market index is currently trading at a PE of around 22 times which in contrast to China, where it's around 12 times. So um, looking purely on a valuation basis, you, it does look like India is less attractive. Um, and also, as I mentioned, there's certain structural problems that could prevent them uh, from reaching the higher growth levels, which the IMF have predicted. But I think what should not be underestimated is that in the macro environment today, where growth prospects are actually pretty much across the board, pretty slim, and risks and instabilities are high. Um, an, an economy is stable and continuously expanding like India will likely continue to attract investment as a result of its strength and resilience relative to other countries which are definitely struggling. So while there may be risks in the short term um, of price corrections, I, I think investing in India is definitely something which should be taken as an investment proposition with a longer term view in mind. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I, uh, I really agree with you. Um, certainly, India has been an interesting case for the past few years. Uh, been expensive for uh, a very long time, but uh, despite that, has kept on delivering excellent returns. Um, so we, we have been accessing India um, through our funds for, for a very long time, and we've always been wondering the same question. You know, is India too expensive or is it worth uh, the excess money you're paying for? Um, so um, I think this conversation um, is something I'll take back and, and ponder on. Thank you very much. And I'll see you next week. Thank you, Lorenzo. See you next week. For professional advisors only, the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication, but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, company registration number 37330094 has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom, registration number 232357, and is exempt from the requirements of Section 71 of the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. In terms of the FSCA FAIS Notice 141 of 2021, published on the 15th of December 2021. 
For complaint relating to Momentum Global Investment Management's financial services, please contact distribution services at momentum.co.uk. Your capital is at risk.